I've been trying to learn to be obedient to God's word. And it told me if I get up, if I go to teach or to pray, I should cover my head. So trying to learn. I'm so glad to be here today. <laughs> there were times when I didn't think I was going to be able to. But I kept saying, God is able, and he is, and I'm here. So uh, one morning last fall, I was doing my morning devotional. And I, I was using this Turning Point magazine from Dr. Jeremiah. and. Uh, this little article really caught my attention. And it says, beyond your wildest dreams, he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day, 2 Timothy 1.12. Your God is able. He is able to keep you, bless you, use you, and care for all you entrust for, to him. The Hebrew children in Daniel 3 said, Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us. John the Baptist said, God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Luke 3, 8. Paul said, God is able to establish you. Romans 16, 25. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Ephesians 3, 20. I love that verse. According to Hebrews 2, 18, he's able to aid those who are tempted. And Jude said, he is able to keep you from stumbling. Jude 1, 24. The impact we make on the world doesn't depend on our ability but on his our legacy isn't established by our capability but his capacity he enables us to live beyond our wildest dreams because when we serve him faithfully only eternity can record the results don't be discouraged if you aren't reaching certain goals or if your results don't match your expectations Give all your work to him. Give him your dreams and all your doings, and he is able to keep that which we have committed unto him until that day. Three little words. This is the turning point thing at the end. Three little words I would have you write in letters of light upon every difficulty you meet. God is able. A.C. Dixon. That really moved me, and I said, oh, I've got to share that with everybody. So I mentioned it to the girls who were planning this event, and they said, that's great, you could speak on that. And I said, oh, I couldn't do that. And then it hit me, God is able. So we have, uh, I've been on a quite a journey this past month through vertigo and Oh, just one thing after another. And I, I kept, I, there were times when I thought, oh, I should call them up and say, I can't do this. And, uh, but every time, God is able. So, I, I, you know, when I pray, you know how they say pray, it says pray without ceasing. 
Like sometimes, I was making the beds, for example, and uh, I said to the Lord, I know you're able to help me with this, but am I the one you want up there? Do you really want me to get up there and speak to, the, to those women? And, and uh, when you've memorized scripture for as many years as I have, it's all up here. So I, uh, all of a sudden into my head comes, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. So I said, well, I guess you do want me to do it. But you know, there's so many women there. There's women who have degrees and speaking and everything. And, and there are um, women who've been to Bible school. I haven't any of that, I'm just me. But he says, my grace is sufficient. So here I am. And uh, I have, uh, I think first we better talk to the Lord in prayer, and then I'll share with you what I gleaned from the word. Father in heaven, I thank you for this time. And I pray, Father, that you will help me to share what you would have me to share. I pray that you will calm my heart and help me to lean on you and know that you are able. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I'm going to be quoting from the New International Version. Uh, I read Psalm 121. I lift up mine eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth, the maker of heaven and earth. Genesis 1, 1 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now it seems to me if God was able to create the heavens and the earth, he'd be able to handle anything I bring to him in prayer. Another example is God, of God's ability is his promise to Abraham that he would have a son. Now, they waited for a long, long time. But God had promised, and I'm going to read from Genesis 18, 10 to 14. Then God said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Sarah and Abraham were already well advanced in years, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I'm worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, well, I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Genesis 21, 1-7. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. 
at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him, and when his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. Now, if God is able to give Abraham and Sarah a child at such extreme old age, he is able to handle anything we bring him. He himself said, is anything too hard for the Lord? And again, there's a, uh, the passage in Daniel chapter 3. It's another example of how God was able. Uh, we Probably most of you are familiar with the story of when King Nebuchadnezzar made the image of gold 90 feet high and 9 feet wide and set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And he summoned everyone to come and fall down and worship the statue. And of course, the uh, three uh, Hebrew children, well, they were young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow down to the statue. And of course, Nebuchadnezzar was furious. And uh, he said to them, that you must bow down and worship the statue. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve will is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men we tied up and threw into the furnace? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and all the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed, their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angels and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses turned into piles of rubble. For no other God can save in this way. So you can see that not only did he rescue them from this situation, but he was there with them. As he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Throughout the Old Testament, there's many examples showing how, that God was able. In the book of Exodus, we read how he parted the Red Sea so the children of Israel could walk through on dry land. Again, in the book of Daniel, we read how he protected Daniel by closing the mouths of the lions. Many times he fought their battles when they were greatly outnumbered. But all these things, it was for Israel that God worked these miracles. As a Gentile, I would have been considered an enemy of God. I remember an old hymn by John W. Peterson called, It Took a Miracle. The chorus goes, it took a miracle to put the stars in place. It took a miracle to hang the world in space. But when he saved my soul, cleansed and made me whole, it took a miracle of love and grace. In the New Testament, we learn we have many more examples of God's ability. Uh, we read about Mary, uh, Luke 1, 26-37. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to mar be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How can, will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she was said to be barren. She who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. And uh, Matthew one twenty one, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take 
Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Again, we are shown that God is able. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 5.6-8, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will one die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, God was able to make a way. This wonderful truth amazes me that Christ died for me. God was able to provide a way for even me who was a sinner. Now, I knew that I was a sinner because God told me I was. But uh, there, uh, how is it? James 2.10 says, Whoever keeps the whole law, yet stumbles at just one point, is guilty of breaking all of it. Now, I knew I was a sinner. I didn't honor my parents. When I was a teenager, my mom and I, we used to have some quite, well, she said the sky was blue. I'd find streaks of pink or purple in it. It just seemed that it just wasn't in me to honor my mother as I should have. But that was because I was a sinner. I had a sinful nature. And of course, there were many other things that I'm sure I told lies and, you know, many other things. As the Lord said, even if you just uh, think of murdering somebody, it's accounted to you as sin. But praise the Lord, I'm saved. I'm a child of God. It's a wonderful thing to be a child of God. Do you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior? Do you know the peace that comes from knowing the Prince of Peace? Do you know God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think? Do you have the privilege of coming before the throne of grace? Hebrews 4, 14 to 16 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without, was without sin. 
Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And you know, there's another he is able. Uh, Hebrews 7, 24. Because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. I like the King James Version that says, he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to him. You know, it's really a wonderful thing that I can come boldly before the throne of grace, the throne of the Most High, the Almighty, my prayers are feeble at best. Sometimes I don't even know what to ask for, but he knows what I need even before I ask. My prayers may be lacking, but the Almighty who hears those prayers is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for all the blessings that we have in the Lord Jesus. We thank you for saving us and keeping us and for all that you've done for us. And Father, I pray that all to him who is able to keep us from falling and present us before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be all glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen.